let's go back to what we were considering. We've got our got that in the outline in the bulletin last time as two weeks ago. Yes, two weeks ago we were looking at the three began to look at the three crosses from Matthew that we came to in the Gospel of Matthew chapter twenty seven. <clears throat> and verse 38 where we read there then there were two thieves crucified with him the one on the right hand and the other on the left this is the crucifixion of the Lord and the Lord is in the middle and that's a very sh- brief account of it we've gone to the gospel of Luke to get the, the bigger the larger account of what happened with these thieves Last time we, we looked at the dying sinner. I'm sure he was on the left hand of the Lord. I think the Lord would have had that to be that way. You, you know what I mean. Because the goats are going to be on the left and the sheep on the right. Goats, yeah, I'll go your way. <laughs> that, that, that way. And the, the, the dying sinner. He was dying in his sin. A terrible way to die. To die in your sin. Without the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus through, the shed, through his shed blood. We saw his rebellion. We saw his railing. And we saw his retribution. So if you go to the Gospel of Luke chapter 23. And one of the malefactors, verse 39. Who were hanged railed at him. Saying, if thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. And people are railing on the Lord Jesus. The majority of people in the world are doing exactly the same still. And they will die in their sins except they get to that point that they realize they're a sinner and that they need salvation from God. And Jesus is the way, the truth and the life and no man can come to the Father but by me, said the Lord Jesus. So we see his rebellion, his railing and so with all unsaved people it's the same. Rebelling against the gospel, not obeying it and his retribution, that is the judgment that comes after death, is a terrible thing to read about, but it is the truth. It is the word of God. And because our mind might not say, no, 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 it can't be. A God of love cannot do that. Yes, he is a God of love and offers every way and every opportunity for people to be saved. It's up to them to humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. And he will lift you up. And if they don't, then judgment comes. As we say, you've been warned. And uh, we might say that to our children or to others. Now we come to the second person dying in the, on the centre cross, the dying saviour. So we see a dying sinner dying in his sin. We see the dying saviour dying for sin. For sin. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the word of God that plainly shows us the light of the truth of God. And I pray that we would take heed and we would not put it off and not put it aside, but believe the word of God. And may it be a blessing to our hearts. Enrich and bless us for eternity, down here and in heaven also. Ministers to those who cannot be with us, those that are not well. And Lord, lift them up for the elderly. Lord, we think of them often. And the hard times they go through. And Lord, we pray that you would just encourage them in the Lord. 
ask and pray blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> I was thinking of Brother Bennett when I prayed then. Over in the aged care in Wodonga. He's still recovering from pneumonia, hasn't got over it yet. Still coughing. But all the time I was there, he was smiling. And he said, the joy of the Lord be with you when I was leaving. <laughs> I thought, wow, you know, he could be to such a, in 94 years age and in, in a place as such and still be rejoicing in the Lord. Pray for him there. Dying Saviour, <clears throat> dying for sin. We see his virgin birth, or we think of his virgin birth, a biological impossibility, but that's what the miracle of it is. <laughs> Jesus claimed God as his Father in Luke 2 verse 49. We read, And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Know ye not that I must be about my Father's business? So Jesus claimed God to be his father, the virgin birth, the miraculous conception of the Lord Jesus. God claimed Jesus as his son in Matthew's gospel, chapter 3 and verse 17. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Remember that on the occasion of the baptism. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So God claimed Jesus as his son. Jesus claimed God as his father. And Paul proclaimed the virgin birth in Galatians 4 verse 4. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. And in the book of Isaiah, in the Old Testament, let's go and... And turn to that. This claim uh, said that the Lord would be virgin born. Prophesied that. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. <clears throat> we read 14. And uh, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And thou shalt call his name. Emmanuel, which being interpreted in the New Testament is God with us. So the dying saviour, the one on the centre of the cross, it had a, he was virgin born of Mary, as we know. And if you just turn over in Isaiah where you've gone to chapter 9 verse 6, well-known verse, for unto us a child is born, just in that chapter earlier. It's, he, it said he would be born, and unto us a son is given, the Son of God. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. It, it hasn't happened yet. That's why the governments are in a mess. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. And, and who does it declare him to be? The Mighty God. He is God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. When his kingdom begins, there will be no end of it. It might have a little bit of a glitch about a thousand years into it, as we are given that record in the scriptures. But after that, on for eternity. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it. 
with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever the zeal of the lord of hosts will perform this and so we do definitely believe in the virgin birth but we don't exalt mary to the position of being one that we can have redemption through one that we pray to we do not believe that it's not scriptural as many do spouse that the dying savior his virgin birth his vicarious death Vicarious means performed by one so that someone else benefits. The vicarious death, that something happened to Christ and because it happened to Christ, it needn't happen to us and as individuals. Christ died for our sins. We need not die for them if we accept his offer of salvation, his vicarious death at the cross. Human hatred did its worst, did it not? And we've gone through that in the Gospel of Matthew to this point, in, in trying to, into murdering the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hell hurled all its sharpest javelins at the Lord Jesus. If you read Psalm 22, that's exactly what was happening. The bulls of Bashan have compassed me around. The dogs have compassed me. They looked and gaped upon, the lions looked and gaped upon him. As you get the picture there in Psalm 22, Hell hurled all its sharpest javelins and Satan vented his hottest rage at the Lord Jesus because Satan knew who he was. Would to God we understood fully who the Lord Jesus was. James says the devils, demons believe and tremble at who Jesus is. His might and power, they know, they've been, they've seen the throne of God that were there. They rebelled against his, God's authority. They've taken up a, a third of the angels have taken up uh, against the Lord Jesus. And so Satan vented his hottest rage. You know, <clears throat> what is it? Jesus will know, the disciples will know, but who are you? <laughs> Remember that in the book of Acts? <laughs> the demons knew that these fake exorcists were not the real thing. And... Uh, and uh, the, the, the demon spoke through them and said that, we, that yeah, we know Jesus. We know the, the preachers who are righteous, but we don't know you guys. You're a fake. And that, that tells me that there are fake people out there to try to do exorcisms. And uh, yeah, we are aware of some of them. Um, <clears throat> he who knew no sin suffered for me. This is his vicarious death. <coughs> Look at the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. If you haven't turned from there yet, Isaiah 53, you know the chapter. <laughs> Maybe it, you've memorized it. If you haven't, it'd be a good one to, to do, to, to memorize. Because one day you might meet someone with a kipper on. And it would be good to have memorized Isaiah 53, a Jewish person, in other words. <clears throat> Verse 4 and through to 6 Surely he hath borne our griefs, he's carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So he who knew no sin suffered for our sins, he paid the price for our sins, the vicarious death of the Lord Jesus. This is why he was dying there on the cross. In 
2 Corinthians 5.21, it reads, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. First <clears throat> Peter chapter 3 and verse 18 also reads, For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. And so he knew no sin, but he was made sin and took our sin upon himself. As it says in 1 Timothy 2.6, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. So what a blessing that we can, we can have the payment made by another who has already made the payment. We just have to believe he did for us. <laughs> have you believed since you heard the truth of the gospel? And under the vicarious death as well, we see Christ died to set us free. And Galatians 2.20 reads, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, but not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And after Paul's struggle with all the religion, religious things that he went through, he was very appreciative of the truth. He understood the law backwards. He, he, he learnt under some learned men in Israel in the Old Testament system. And uh, he was no dummy. He was very, he had an eye, high IQ and he knew what he was talking about. And he, he was able to confute and confound through the spirit strength in him those that he used to be a part of. And they hated him for that. They despised him that he could always tie them up with scripture. And they couldn't get away. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. And they understood exactly what he was saying. This is why very early in his ministry, they tried to get him, didn't they? And even when he was taken captive by the Romans, <clears throat> they planned to get him. And as a nephew found out about it, and the nephew went and told the jailers, or told mum, and to, they told the jailers, no, sister. And, they, and she went and told the jailers, listen, there's a plan to get him. And so the Romans took note of that, and they... They didn't go the next day when they were going to. They took off that night with all the soldiers and took Paul with a big bodyguard of Roman soldiers. Uh, they didn't like him because he knew, their, he knew the way they thought. He knew their conclusions they come to from Old Testament. But having the revelation of God, he was able to pen a lot of those verses we've just quoted from Galatians, from Timothy, from Corinthians. Peter did one of them. And so he... Let him go past. <laughs> he who knew no sin suffered for us, for me, for me. Let's make it personal. Christ died to set me, you, free from our sins. First Peter 2.16, as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness. In other words, you don't just get saved and then keep on sinning. <laughs> because of the appreciation you have for what God has, the Lord has done for you, then we become the servants of God. For him, stand fast, Paul said in Galatians five one. In therefore, in the liberty with 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 which Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And so Christ has died to set us free. He who knew no sin suffered for me. And Christ suffered, the innocent for the guilty. My sins led him there, and nailed him to the cross. 
Who remember not so long ago we, we considered who killed Jesus? The Gentiles say the Jews killed Jesus. <laughs> the Jews say the Gentiles killed Jesus. <laughs> Jesus said, I gave myself of an offering. I laid down my life. That's why when the soldiers came to him and he already died, and I'm going to they, they could break the legs so that they'd die earlier because it was the Sabbath coming. And uh, they came to him and they marveled that he's already dead. Why? He gave his life. He, he, no man took it from me, he said in the scripture. Uh, <clears throat> yes, he suffered the, the innocent for the guilty. My sins put him there. Uh, I killed Jesus. But for my sin, he died for me. It's a personal thing. My hands are free because his were crushed and nailed. I gained heaven because he endured hell on the cross. And so we see his virgin birth, his vicarious death, his victorious resurrection. It doesn't end with the story on the cross, does it? They put him in a tomb, entombed him, death, burial, and then the resurrection. Jesus was fighting a war with Satan. At the cross, the victory was won for the souls of men and women, and the fight was on. And <clears throat> old Satan, is, he, might, he might have a lot of knowledge, but he has no wisdom. Because he, he, he would have known what was going to happen. Having, getting the Lord crucified and inspiring people to do that was the very means by which millions and millions of people would get saved <laughs> and be stolen from his kingdom to the Lord's kingdom. And so Jesus was waging war with the evil one. Um, <clears throat> verse 44 of uh, Luke 23, we read, And it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour, and the sun was dark, and the, and the veil of the temple was rent in, in the midst. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said this, he gave up the ghost. <laughs> he chose the time to die there. And Jesus seemingly was defeated. He died. He was entombed. But Jesus defeated Satan just in the next chapter of Luke 24. And upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. <clears throat> and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. It came to pass as they were much perplexed about this. Behold, two men stood them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bound down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why, ye, why seek ye the living among the dead? <laughs> he is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke you, unto you when you were yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. I, why didn't they understand him when he said it? But they remembered his words. It's good at least that they remembered his words and turned from the sepulchre and told these things unto the leaven and to all the rest. And you can read on. And the different accounts, it's good to read all the accounts of the resurrection. On that morning, the tomb was found empty. The woman found it empty in verse 3. The angel said it was empty in verse 6. The guards declared it was empty. The, the guards declared it was empty. 
And they'd been set by the religious leaders. Go set it, the Romans said. Go set your guard if you want to. You, if you think he said he's not going to stay there and, and in case the disciples come and steal it away, you set a guard. And they set a guard, all right. But they come, become as dead men. <laughs> there, the Lord was raised from the dead. <clears throat> and so even the guards declared it was empty. First uh, Corinthians tells us in chapter 15, of course, the resurrection chapter, that it was empty. In chapter 15, in verse 12, we read now if, well, this is a story. If, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you there is no resurrection of the dead? Dig at the, Pharise- dig at the Sadducees there in, in that verse. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, our preaching is vain and our faith is also vain. <laughs> Yea, we are found false witnesses of God, because he test- have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be the dead rise not. And if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, you're yet in your sins. If there's no resurrection, it's a hopeless thing. Give up religion, give up Christianity even. But he is, uh, is that right English? He has, he has been raised. He is in heaven. He is seated and it's, it's a known fact. Now the next, yes we've got 10 minutes to cover the, 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 the third cross. And um, let's look at that back in the book of Luke chapter 23. One railed at him, if thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. Get us off this cross. He wanted physical deliverance, not spiritual, eternal deliverance. But the other, and this is the one on the right-hand side, I believe, answering, rebuked him, that is the other thief, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? We're dying in sin here. So Christ died for sin, the other died in his sin, and this thief well, he's dying to sin. He's dying to sin. The plea of the sinner, the promise of the Saviour, and the promise of paradise. So the plea of the sinner is given here. His whole life must have been passing before him. He is going to die. There's nothing going to get off, get him off this cross. He's nailed to it. He remembered the evil that he'd done. His soul was weighed down with the weight of sin. He was like Pilgrim in Pilgrim's Progress where he's struggling up the hill and the cross is on the top of it and he had this big burden and you can see him trying to get up the hill on his hands and knees to the foot of the cross. And when he got to the foot of the cross, if you've read Pilgrim's Progress, the burden fell off as he looked at the Lord like Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Babylon. When he, after seven years living like an animal, he looked up to heaven. And said, there is a God. I am accountable to him. He is Lord of all. And his senses return to him. That's what happens when a person looks to the Lord. That's what's happening to this fellow. That's what happened to you when you trusted the Lord Jesus for salvation. So he recognized Jesus as saviour here. This thief did. He saw beyond the cross. He saw to eternity. He repented and acknowledged his sin. He said, we're in this condemnation. We're, we're condemned for our sin. Well, what a different society. What a different world it would be if they started crucifying people that um, stole. <laughs> These guys stole. They didn't murder. Notice that the, the, the sentence for murder is getting shorter and shorter all the time. 
a double murder the other day, and I think the fella got 15 years. And, and they're taking somebody's life. It's it's not not good the way society is is in that in regards to the judgments. And if it's a a sentence is not executed speedily, as the scriptures say, the the, the wicked people are fully set to do mischief. Um, <clears throat> but this man repented, acknowledged that he was a sinner. We must do that if we're going to be saved. You have got to get a person lost before they need recognize their need of being saved. And the Bible says, unless you repent, you shall likewise perish. He requested to be remembered. That's all. I just want to be remembered. <laughs> we receive for our due rewards our deeds. He, he humbled himself, didn't he? I'm a sinner. I'm suffering for my sin. I'm paying for my sin. But this man, he's pointing or looking at, and pointing, look, looking at the Lord Jesus has done nothing amiss. He's not dying for his sin. He didn't sin. It's interesting, even these people knew about that. I think all Jerusalem knew about this. <laughs> this man has done nothing. Oh, he done nothing but good to everyone that he come across. Even to his enemies, he did good. <laughs> even while he's on the cross, as we said, forgive them for they know, know not what they do. One of his seven sayings. And this man admitted this. He was... Who he claimed to be, he was the Lord. <clears throat> We're suffering for our sin. He's dying for not our, not his sin, but for ours. <laughs> this man didn't realise there's a lot of things coming going across his mind, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Now, when I got saved, I didn't say that <laughs> because that was completely different <clears throat> in in time and space, really. <laughs> Uh, was was, the gospel was preached and I believed on the Lord Jesus that he died for my sins and I didn't have to die for them because he died for me and for my sins. <clears throat> Let's look at Luke 18 and verses 13 and 14, just back a few pages. Luke 18, 13 and 14, where we read, And the publican, these two men coming to pray, and the publican, Standing afar off, would not lift so much as his eyes toward heaven. It's not that he had no respect for heaven. He had complete respect to heaven. He wouldn't even look toward heaven. But smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You've got to realize you're a sinner before you need salvation. You, you realize you need salvation. And this man recognized that. I tell you that this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. And back in verse 11, it tells you about the other. The Pharisee stood and prayed with himself. God, I thank you that I'm not as other men are, extortioners and unjust and idolaters, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I possess. Ooh, have you ever sort of had that approach to others? <laughs> That's his approach. I tell you, the publican went down justified rather than the other. And the same as the thief on the cross. He went to glory that day rather than the other who didn't confess that he was a sinner and needed salvation. Everyone that exalted himself shall be abased and brought down. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. So looking at this, 
the thief on the right of the Lord Jesus, I believe there, he confessed. He said he was a sinner. He admitted that. He, He knew he needed help and only the one next to him could help him. He recognized that. Do you recognize that? Have you recognized that? He wanted to be saved from his sin and not just from his suffering as the other guy. So we see the plea of the sin of the promise of the Savior. <laughs> the wonderful grace of Jesus. Amazing grace is probably the best, well, the most well-known hymn in the world. Unsaved people sing it. They beat it all up. But, and um, what you need to do is go and read the story of how he got saved. <laughs> Slave trader himself, wicked man. But praise God, prayers were answered for him and he became a Christian. And uh, if you haven't, we could get you a copy. I think I've got a few at home <laughs> about his, his salvation. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. And so it was to this sinner here, this one dying in a few hours from his wickedness. His pity was granted without hesitation or upbraiding. As soon as he said it, salvation was granted. As soon as we come to the Lord, it's given. And salvation, therefore, is not by ceremonialism. It doesn't speak of soul sleep here. It doesn't speak of purgatory here, that we be punished for a while and then we get off the hook. No, it doesn't speak of salvation by baptism. It doesn't speak of salvation by confirmation. It speaks of immediate salvation without any works of any man for this one pleading for help. And Jesus exceeds the thief's requests, the request that he gave. Remember me, just remember me. But the Lord went further, didn't he? We're back in Luke 23. Remember when you come into your kingdom and Jesus said, Verily I say unto thee, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. That's a promise. For anyone that confesses the Lord Jesus shall be when? Where? If they died today, they would go to paradise. And the, the Bible says, absent from the body, present with the Lord. At snap of a finger, we're gone. And this man today, so he could die. Imagine the relief in his soul and his mind. He can almost say, I give up the ghost now. I know where I'm going. It's like an elderly person that's suffering a lot in the mortal body. I want to go. And that's said by all of the Christians I know who have been elderly and have gone. I want to go. I want to go where? What do they say? I want to go home. That's it. That's the real home, not down here. So the... Uh, scriptures promise salvation to all who call and come to the Lord Jesus. What is the, what's the last invitation that's given in the Bible? It's chapter 22 of Revelation, verse 17. The spirit and bride say, come. Let him that heareth say, come. Let him that is a thirst, come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. <clears throat> I'm beginning to know what thirst really is since I've been on warfarin with that new heart valve. I know what a rat feels like when he eats rat sack. <laughs> he gets real thirsty. <laughs> and he heads for the water. And that's why they, they give rat sack so he doesn't stay in the ceiling and die. He runs out for water to die. <laughs> it just makes you extra thirsty. 
And would to God that people had that sort of thirst. It just dry, you know the dry mouth feeling? Every, another drink and another drink and another drink. Just water, water, water. It's probably good for the kidneys. But <clears throat> isn't that true of spiritual life? Shouldn't we be thirsting like that for spiritual life? A dryness of mouth. Give me something to satisfy and quench my thirst. I'm not satisfied with all this stuff in, this, in the world. All the things that come, all the trinkets. The supermarkets and Bunnings is full of stuff. But they won't satisfy. Well, the Lord Jesus is only, he's the only one that will satisfy. So the plea of the sinner, the promise of the saviour, and the paradise for the saint. And we've sort of covered that, haven't we? <laughs> Heaven was to be his home forever because he believed by faith. Isn't there a wonderful story about this, this true story? I mean, that it, it, it counsels out so many false doctrines. This thief believing on the cross about baptismal regeneration out the window um, purgatory out the window <laughs> not true this man went to heaven that that at the t time he died the contrast of these two thieves they were both guilty and they were both dying one went to heaven one went to hell one prayed for self-preservation, get us off this cross. The other prayed for eternal salvation, and he got it. Each of us is appointed unto man once to die, but after that, the judgment. Have you believed like this man? Is there a time where you simply trusted the Lord Jesus? You know, what do we humans think? It must, there must be something behind this there must be a trick <laughs> there, there must be someone hoodwinking me here it can't be that easy but the Lord made it so a four year old can believe it's better to do it when you're little <laughs> and when we're adults the trouble is big pride gets in the way now there must be something I've got to do something to get there no all you do is believe what's been done by the man on the centre cross dying for your sin let's close in prayer thank you lord for your word i pray that it might go home and we might take it with us to other homes and to other people and might use this wonderful occasion of this story of the three crosses to talk to other people about them dying in their sin dying for sin and dying to sin and lord that they might be saved Save souls, Lord. Save our friends and save our family, members that we know individually, and turn them to you by faith. We ask and pray in the precious name of the Lord Jesus, our Saviour, our Sacrifice, our Redeemer. In Jesus' name. Amen.